Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. The following episode is part of a live event from Giving Tuesday that Paul and Rebecca were a part of. We hope you enjoy this episode. We're about ready to bring on a couple of uh, long-term friends of us, uh, the Honeycutt Brothers. <laughs> they that, may be um, young, but they're long-term friends. Oh my goodness, we're back together again. Anyway, so um, <laughs> the reason why we say that is that both of these guys were with us um, kind of almost at the beginning of, at least when I was there, two interns that were are with us at CDM. And one has already flown the nest. He's over in Sylvania now, just began, I think, when did you go over Kingsley? Was it August? It's been three months, pretty much exactly. <laughs> so September 2nd. Awesome. And so, um, and Ben is still with us, uh, but he will also eventually go over to Sylvania with Kingsley. But even in the meantime, they have been, as they've been interns with us, making disciples here in the United States and also mobilizing Christians to be able to make disciples. Yeah. So, I, think, I think that it's important to note that uh, the, kind of that journey is that they joined us in as disciple makers, like a couple of years ago, what I got that phone call from you saying, Hey, do you know anybody that we could like work with to learn movement principles, to get experience before we get overseas? And I was like, well, um, how about me? And, uh, and I had met these guys at a perspectives class, uh, perspectives on the world Christian movement back when they were, uh, even younger. Um, and like, I think we were in high school, if I remember right. Yeah. Right? I went to high school, we high, school. In high school and attended that class in California. And so we did that there. You reached out to me. We had connected different times throughout the years. And then you're like, hey, do you know a place? And I was like, well, come to Oregon. And so you came here and began that part of the journey. It was so cool. So why don't you fill in a little of the blanks of what it was like to come to Oregon, what you learned here, and then how, you know, I'd love to hear from you, King, on how that's prepared you for Sylvania. Ben, what you're currently doing now. I mean, all of that. There's such a huge story in that. Sure. Well, since I'm the expert here, I'll start. <laughs> I'll like think about his answers first. Oh, um, no. uh, fellow ENFP, just like Paul and Rebecca themselves. Um, so I, like Paul said, we were at a perspective class, just having our minds completely blown by how God is working and how we're supposed to um, help make disciples of all nations. We met him there. Paul was getting us super excited about missions and things like that. And we stayed in touch as we started my brother-in-law sent me the initial CP church planning movement audio from David Watson, all 12 hours of it in like super low quality audio from Sierra, Sierra Leone training. And I obsessed over it while I mopped the floors at my college and uh, threw rocks into a rock pile um, during work hours at my college. And I was just <laughs> eating it up and I did had no idea what I was doing. So I, I found a lost friend in Indianapolis and instead of doing a discovery Bible study, I did one of the three column studies where you write out all the words and it took way too long and it just didn't end up very right. But I was failing forward and Kingsley was doing, he can share something about it, but he was doing discovery Bible studies with um, international students and um, refugees in um, Georgia. And 
anyway, we were we were failing forward. We we our hearts were set on Slovenia as we visited there, and then we were just like, what? We need to like get really trained in disciple making movements because this is what we want to see happen. Um, so how can we do that? And that's when we called up Paul. And when he said, "Come join me in Portland," we were like, "That is, we this is a dream come true because we have wanted to. We would want nothing else." So we were so excited to do that because we had read all the books. Um, we came to we came to Portland and started engaging lost people, and it's been an awesome journey ever since. Obviously, I'm sad to have Kingsley not here after having been two years with me in Portland making disciples. But I oh, am we're sad too. In touch. Say what? Oh, we're sad too. We miss Kingsley. <laughs> yes, all of us are sad. All of America weeps at the loss of Kingsley, but Slovenia rejoices at the presence of Kingsley. Um, so yeah, I'll hand it over to him on the, I guess, the initial steps and stuff to Slovenia. Yeah, like actually I went to Slovenia 10 years ago when I was pr like four years old, basically. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle has been a missionary there, uncle and aunt for much longer than that. And they invited us over, my brother and I, and we went, this was when we even knew less about what we were doing. And, but we loved it anyways. And God really gave us a heart for the people of Slovenia. And I really started to begin to see a need in that country, even a need for some of this like long-term, you know, we did these fun camps and things, but like, what was the follow-up gonna look like? How do we actually disciple these people? How do we not just cross our fingers and hope that they listen to a message or, or respond to a sermon or a, a thing uh, all the while just, you know, feeding them snacks and, and making fun games for them. Uh, and so, yeah, I, my mind was blown as well with these really low quality recordings in terms of uh, the, the bit rate, not the content from uh -huh. Paul's father. <laughs> and uh, like Ben said, uh, I moved to actually Atlanta, Georgia for a while in, in, in the spirit of falling forward. Actually, we would walk in these apartment complexes that were just basically different pockets of the world in each one. Somalia, you know, uh, Myanmar, what is it called? Burma. And, and, and we would just go there and we just talk to people. And I remember just walking up to this young dude. And for some reason, the conversation went about the Bible. And he was like, yeah, I would love to read the Bible. And some of my friends too. And then we started a group and then it multiplied. And I was like, what is happening? What am I doing? I remember one time I couldn't make it. So I was like, hey man, you're going to have to lead the group without me. He was like, um, okay. And he did. And it was just crazy because, you know, I wasn't an expert in any of this stuff. This was very preliminary stuff. I just heard some things. I read a few things, didn't know what I was doing, but I went for it. And just like Justin said at the begin before us, it was totally not me. It was just us joining in with something that God's doing. So I kept, it kept becoming more and more clear to me and Ben that Slovenia was a place for us and uh, that this was the kind of ministry that he wanted us to be involved in, that God wanted us to be involved in. And yeah, so in like 2017, I remember I was in Slovenia just going around the small country, uh, finding different teams and organizations and people that I could maybe join and be a part of the work that God's doing, but maybe especially find someone who has that similar vision. And it was not, no one was really of this mindset. No one was working on multiplication or movements or making mm -hmm. disciples that make disciples uh, directly. And so 
it really made sense to try to find someone else who was doing it. We found a guy in the Czech Republic that Paul used to coach. It was like, oh, we, you can actually see some movement in Europe. Okay, it's not just the Eastern world. Uh, let's, let's join this guy and, and see what he can do. And he was like, no, actually, we don't want you to come and visit because it might just throw off the movement and make them <laughs> see it like it's some experiment or something weird. And these foreigners are coming and observing it. Oh, ouch. So like, I came crying to Paul, like, what, who can we join? And then he, he graciously invited us. And yeah, it has really been quite a journey. When I was living in Portland for two years, putting this stuff into practice, being involved in the CDM community, having getting coached personally, and just learning a ton. It, I've really seen a lot of clear uh, influences uh, that it's had on me now that I'm in another yeah. field in a foreign field. So uh, I'd love to hear about that, King. I'm going to dive down a little bit deeper in there. What are some of the, the lessons that you felt you learned and you practice here? And how have you implemented that? And that made this time in Slovenia different from the last time. Yeah, I think a big lesson for me was trust the process. Now, there, there's people who have gone before me and have done these things and God has used it greatly. And, you know, not to just trust it blindly or, or just copy someone else, but hey, maybe there's these principles that we've seen a lot of fruit from that we could apply here. And so like Justin and the team I'm with uh, about, I'm a, I live about an hour away from Justin. Uh, I've really learned to trust that process. I've actually started, uh, I, I've had an opportunity to lead a group of youth. I've only been here for three months, but a group of people, they're, they're, they're mostly believers. So this would be more of a disciple making community, but uh, they're very young. They have a heart for God and they want to, you know, be part of something beyond themselves. So I've had the opportunity to lead them in discovery Bible study, helping them pray for their friends and family and have conversations, spiritual conversations with them. And it's very easy to leave a lot of these steps out. Another big aha thing and principle that I learned is like some of the easiest parts of this process uh, to leave out are maybe most definitely the most important ones, like sharing this story with others and obeying it and coming up with very specific things. It has been so easy, I found, in these past few months uh, working with this group to slack off on some of those questions like, who are you going to share this with? And they're like, oh, I don't know. This is a story about like Noah or something. I don't, I don't really know. Who to... But, you know, a really encouraging thing last week, we had, we had our group. There weren't as many people there, but I think that helped us really dive down deep and so that people can't really hide. And they all shared something that they were going to do in response to the story. And 90% of them shared someone they were going to share it with. Uh, and that was because, not because I'm this great leader or anything, because I don't think I am, but it was because we really mobilized a lot of prayer for that. We were asking people left and right, hey, can you pray for this group? That they would specifically do these things, obey and share and actually follow this process. And we're seeing results slowly but surely. So I can't wait to jump in to more uh, uh, with Justin and, and a lot of other people that I'm working with here in Slovenia. But you know, Kingsley, you already had some pretty good success even when you were here in the States, mobilizing people through your DMC in Oregon. 
Uh, I remember hearing stories about how you, how there are people inside of your DMC that was able to start Discovery Bible studies and things like that. Yeah, we have had quite an opportunity to have a DMC. Uh, the coolest thing is it's largely been with family, even. We have a one on Zoom that is with my siblings and extended family a little bit, and then even some friends thrown in the mix. And we've seen, you know, uh, someone started Discover Bible Study with another friend of mine. And then now a new person who's joined is starting a Discovery Bible Study with someone at her school. And Ben has had the opportunity to start a disciple-making community in Oregon, which is yes. really happening right now. And Absolutely. I've not been a part of that one, so I would love to hear about it from him. I was about to say that I was wanting to get to that. So Ben, you have now uh, started a disciple-making community here, there, well, here, there, <laughs> in Oregon um, and everything. We'd love to be able to, to hear about that and some of the exciting beginning tales of that. Certainly. I would I would backtrack a little bit um, as to like when I started here in, in Portland with Paul, of course, I was getting regular coaching. Um, so two calls per month. Um, so as I was failing forward and having all these questions about, hey, I don't seem to be making any breakthrough as I'm interacting with lost people. What should I do here? Paul's like, hey, try this. Here's an idea. And the biggest question he always asks, have you mobilized prayer for it? It's like, Ben, I haven't seen you posting in your group asking them for prayer. Why not? I'm like, you're right. I just got to do it. And every time I do it, God comes through. He answers the prayers of believers. Even if I myself am feeling less hopeful about it, God answers prayer despite my lack of faith, I guess, sometimes. So I think a core thing before I was able to, or given the blessing of leading a disciple-making community of believers um, with my girlfriend, Julia, I really focused, Paul really had me and Kingsley focus on consistent engagement habits of unbelievers. That was a huge thing for me. So when I first joined, I was, I, I chose a bunch of things in the evenings, do CDM work in the daytime, but then in the evenings, I was doing martial arts, volleyball, board games, a lot of them with Kingsley going together. And yeah. what really was the breakthrough was the consistency. You need to choose ways to interact with people that don't know Jesus because it's super easy to stay in our Christian bubbles. Um, make sure you're doing that and make sure it's every week and make sure you're mobilizing prayer. But if you do that, I promise you that God will provide those opportunities if your eyes are open and if you are actually praying that the Holy Spirit would guide you in those into those situations. And just a quick story about that. Um, there's one of my friends from martial arts. We're going to call him Zach. Um, I just interacted with him for literally like two years of friendship. And I felt like, okay, we, we've had some conversations, but not really anything spiritual. So, but I kept mobilizing prayer and kept staying faithful in the friendship. Um, and on, it was like year two, honestly, I, I was mobilizing a final. I was like, Hey, I want God to show us a a, like a breakthrough here where I can have a spiritual conversation that can maybe lead for uh, to us reading the word together. So people prayed and I kept asking for prayer. And then we had a super cool conversation that seemed to come out of nowhere. It was um, actually, it was on zoom because we did a lot of stuff on zoom, like guitar lessons. It was like um, feeling down. I was like, Hey, what's something that you do to lift up your spirits when you're feeling down? And Zach was like, well, actually I go, I like going into nature because I feel like it puts me in touch with the divine and I feel like there's actually a little piece of God inside of each one of us, he told me. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, you're giving me an opportunity to connect this with scripture because this totally reminds me of Genesis 1. So I was like, hey, would you like to hear how that reminds me of something from the Bible? He's like, sure, why not? Um, this is not a believer, by the way. Um, yeah. So, and, and I was like, well, actually, 
you said that there's a little piece of God in everyone. And in the Bible, it says God made all people in his image. And we talked about it. He thought it was super interesting. And I was like, hey, would you like to read these stories from God's word, see what you can learn, what we can learn together from this? And he was totally down. And we've done a bunch of discovery Bible, Bible studies since then. And it's been a really cool journey. So all that to say, a huge important thing for me is making sure that I am personally practicing these habits before or even in the process of me trying to mobilize others. It's so important that I'm doing it myself so that I can teach or encourage others from experience. Even though I'm not like perfect at it, I am failing forward and doing, um, being faithful in those steps has been a super crucial part. And just last year, um, God brought it together that a bunch of my Christian friends were interested in, in um, making disciples. So we kind of morphed an existing church small group into a disciple making community. And it really was amazing because we had been doing the small group for like a year and a half. And then we presented this idea of, hey, let's focus on disciple making. And it's been a really, really cool journey where we're um, implementing prayer calendar. We're praying for lost people in each other's lives. We have our little conversation quadrants board that we write names on every week. And we make sure pray for those lost people to move from casual, meaningful to spiritual and discovery conversations. If you want to learn more about this, there's some great videos that me and Kingsley and the team produced on EM's YouTube page. But it's been such a celebratory thing. It's just we, we meet every week. We have a meal. We... We sing praise songs. I mean, it looks a little different for all the DMCs, but the important stuff is that we're actually making sure we're doing those prayer habits and engagement habits. A cool celebration is um, out of the di our disciple main community, we've had two Discovery Bible studies started. Some starts and stops, but our, um, people in our group have started with their neighbors, one with a Muslim friend and another with a non-believing neighbor of hers and it's so exciting and we love just seeing everybody take the small steps and encouraging them every week so it's been a really you cool know, ben, event. I, ben you are so that is something that is so cool to see is you're right your your ability to engage and both you and kingsley having since you were been interns with us growing and how you engage people and have conversations with them and start discovery Bible studies with them and everything. That's been such a wonderful journey and you're so right, Ben. It's all about just putting yourself out there and being consistent in relationship and mobilizing prayer and looking for those opportunities to be able to have those deeper conversations. And it's, and it's giving you guys those, uh, that those opportunities to be able to start these things. And now you're starting to pass them on to other people too in that. And, and this is all, you know, this is something where, we have to realize that no matter where we are, whether we're in Oregon, whether we're in Slovenia, wherever we are in the world, that we are mobilizing people to make disciples and we're making disciples ourselves. And so both of these things are very valid. I mean, Ben, you're engaging Muslims, people who are trapped within the LGBTQ community, you know, other students that don't know Jesus. You're engaging all those people. And Kingsley, you're engaging atheists and, you know, people that are that are students that are lost in there. Oh, they look very similar. They're just in very, you know, different places on the map. And so, uh, you know, these things always lead to one another. And I could tell you for the bottom of my heart that these guys are, you know, uh, so special to Paul and I. We're so glad to, for them to have been a part of our journey. Uh, and we invite you to be a part of this too. But unfortunately, we're going to have to move on to our next group of people that we and topic that we'll be talking about. But you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining with us and sharing uh, with other people 
your your story that has been going all along with us. Yeah, so glad to be here. So blessed and excited for the rest of this show and um, just sharing that anybody can make disciples and all it takes is taking those first steps and remaining faithful and making sure you're doing it with community. Yeah, Absolutely. final cool. thoughts? As they say in Slovenia, na svidenje. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to assume that was a goodbye, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so so great that, you know, and guys, it, it, through your uh, generous giving, we're able to invest in people like uh, King Kingsley and Ben and other people around the world. Um, so right at the bottom of the screen, contagiousdisciplemaking.com slash partner. You know, you could be able to go on there and give if you're watching from the app, which you should have the app. If you don't have it, you should download it. It's free. When you do it, when you're watching from the app, you just uh, look at swipe, you know, minimize it or swipe it slightly away if you're on a iPhone or something like that. And at the bottom of the screen, there's going to be the gift. So guys, whether it's $5, $100, it's going to be so helpful for us to be able to continue doing what we're doing. But let me tell you, the big thing is uh, those of you who decide to support us monthly, because that allows us to be able to, to look ahead in the future and say, yes, we're going to be able to, to add these team members on. We're going to be able to start these projects. We're going to be able to continue supporting the people that we're supporting and so guys, as we go into 2022, we have so many different dreams and visions of where we want to go and help people like you. And so we ask you to go ahead and give along with us. Thanks for listening to the CDM podcast and supporting us on Patreon. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app Join us in the journey of becoming world-changing disciple-makers.